All right. Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Phil, fuck off. Welcome to the Hunt Fred's October podcast, special edition, emergency Nixon Zell uh, edition. Uh, I'm your host, Coop, and we tonight have something special for you. We have the 2019 Reds podcast crossover event. Tonight, live from Hawaii. God damn. We have Stephen Offenbaker. Steve. Aloha. How's everybody doing? We're good. Good. Awesome. See, Stephen Stephen is the host of the Reds Alert podcast. Like and subscribe. It's a good it's a good podcast and I'm not just blowing smoke up his ass. I actually listen to it. Oh, you can do both things. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> hey now. Also coming live from an undisclosed location in Colorado. He's the man behind Red Reporter and their podcast when uh, every two years when they record it. Wick Terror. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just hoping they give you Joe Randa here and just be like random 30 year old guy that you bring in for like five minutes, knocks it out of the park, and then you never see him again. <laughs> How are things out there, Rick? <laughs> things are good. Things are very good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you for being on, both of you. And now we got our regular slap dicks on here. Uh, Kev. <laughs> What's up, guys? How are things down there in Texas? Uh, it's rainy. Yeah. Well, all right. As you can tell, we are a, a multi-state uh, podcast tonight. Uh, coming to us live from Georgia is Phil. Phil, how you doing? Hey, everybody. How's it going? Phil! Phil, oh, there it is. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so we're doing Sorry. that, all right. That was, that was yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I already had mine open. Wait, do we need a... Do we need an update to see how many old men have beat up Phil this week? We will get to that. <laughs> we will get to that. Okay. Coming to us from the beautiful state of West Virginia is Branch. Branch, how you doing tonight, buddy? Doing awesome. Perfectly sober. And those can openings really just kind of gave me chills. Wow. <laughs> oh. I'm on call. I'm on call. I can't drink tonight. Oh, I got you. The on-call life, I live it too. Now, yep. for our special treat. And here's the thing. Coming to you live from Great American Ballpark, Bobby. Unmute yourself and say hi. Here's, here's the thing. I'm living a dream inside of the ballpark. Bobby <laughs> is live at the game. This is Friday wow. night. I've been action. Mixing Don't let up. Rob Butcher catch you. Yeah. Oh, we got a pitching change. But hey, I'm here. I'm live. Let's go, Reds. Live here for Nick Senzel's opening day. I love it. The kid's got a good, he's got good, good bat speed. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Thank you. But <laughs> How is tonight? Uh, it sounds like regardless of what Senzel does, the beer booth is working just fine. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a good bat. Uh, uh, adjective, adjective. <laughs> Good job, Polly. That's a dynamite drop in. We'll come back to you later. Um, so Mute yourself. Uh, oh, no, he left. He accidentally he dropped. He dropped. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was great while it lasted. Uh, let's try to get him back real quick. <laughs> <laughs> he just said thank you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Hunt for Reds October podcast you know and love. Uh, it's finally tuned machine. And he's not answering, so we'll move on. So, as, as probably eloquently described, it is the uh, first game for Nixon Zell tonight, Friday night, May the 3rd, 2019, Planet Earth. Let's start with you, Branch. Branch, your thoughts on the second coming of the of uh, well of Nixon Zell? Uh, I'm I'm just so happy about the whole thing right now. Um, the runs are here. I'm not going to say anything about stuff that I tweet about that 
maybe some bad juju came the Reds' way beginning of the season. But, yeah, you know, the, the, the Reds are here. Uh, are we okay? Yeah, well, I think we're good. We're good. Okay. Kev, drop in. Uh, it's nice to finally see him come up to bat, and he looks... He already, um, hey, Bobby's back! I'm back. Sorry. Oh. What I... What I wanted to say about Sunzo is he has good <laughs> bat discipline. Thank you. That's what I mean. There we go. Thank you, he had to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> he had to Google it. <laughs> no, I had to think about what I wanted to say. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Kev, Kev, continue, please. Oh, what I was going to say was... But I think um, in Nick Gonzalez's first major league at bat, he saw more pitches than Jose Peraz has seen in two weeks. <laughs> Kev, with the uh, with the dynamite analysis from the bottom of that cave, he's in. Does he have more walks than does Senzo have more walks than Peraz now, or has Peraz got one? Peraz has got one. Peraz has two. two. Oh, two. Two. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Give him two. Okay. Put some respect on his name, Branch. Senzo <laughs> will pass him two. So, um. Steven, now that you've gotten five minutes of the Hunt for Reds October podcast, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the uh, uh, Nixon Zell uh, debut? Well, I tell you, I think that uh, he looked comfortable. He's finally where he belongs. I also think the Reds have been bitten by the bad karma bug because of what they pulled with him. And, you know, we break out for eight runs in his first game so far. And uh, I think he looks like he belongs. I agree. I, he belongs. Wick, I I totally do too. I'm trying. I'm not trying to say the karma word, but yeah. <laughs> Wick, jump in here. I have a special report. Nixon tells <laughs> up at <with> bat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, hey, keep us posted. Perfect for everybody watching on MLB.tv right now because it's like. Please get your first uh, you know at bat right now. Yeah. <laughs> Wick, yeah, Wick you call it. Go ahead. That's the best part is we're on like a 30 second delay watching everything from Milway.tv. So it's like he's breaking news before I get to watch it again. Um, no, I, 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 having Sinzel's up is fantastic. I, you know, it's one of those things that I, I think we all forget that, uh, you know, had injuries not happened, he would have been up in like September last year. So yep. the fact that they kind of blew it with the entire April thing this year was like just obvious. And yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think he's been ready for a long, long time. You look at like the Braves who have what, like, seven guys who are younger than 22 years old on their active roster right now. Oh, yeah. And uh, since L at 23, almost 24, is like the young guy on the red. So I think it's long overdue, and uh, he definitely looks good, and I'm excited about it. There he is on my TV right now. All right. <laughs> Polly, give us some play-by-play. That The ball looked good off the bat right there. Like I said, he has a very good discipline with his bat. He's methodical with it almost, like Votto. So Pretty cool, actually. It looked, it looked good, but what happened? I flew out the right field. Pretty oh, deep. Okay. Hey, thank, thanks. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Nixon Zell's uh, playing center field, batting second. Oh, wait a minute. You forgot me. You I haven't got to you yet. God. You can't. No, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I was coming to you right now, Phil. Hey, Phil, what are you talking you know, about? I agree with Wick. God damn! <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, Phil? Damn it! <laughs> Off the, the rails. <laughs> hey, hey, oh, Phil. Shit. Has any old man beat you up this week? Answer the question. See, okay, now here's what happened. <laughs> I was at the grocery store today. Oh, God. And it happened Uh-oh. again, didn't it? This and, sounds like the Bob and Tom show now. So, yeah, no. <laughs> it does. Actually, you're right. Um, and there was this idiot walking by. I was trying to leave in the parking lot. And I was trying to back up, but there was this asshole old guy walking behind the car looking at the guy. phone. And I ran him over. Wait, you ran him over? What? (laughs) And now I'm probably wanted by the cops. Did you actually hit him with your car, though? He just... Phil, it troubles me you're not answering. My my attorney has uh, suggested that I not talk about it anymore. So, (laughs) moving on. 
my god. I, I, I'm, sure I'm dead serious when I say that this week's fight with an old guy would be like the greatest podcast of all time. <laughs> Bill, from now on, you're going to carry around a digital recorder with you. And every time you put the hand words, you turn it on. See, the best part is trying to, for the new podcast, the Fight with the Old Man podcast, you're going to have to guess which one's real and which one's not. And every week it'll be a new story, but then the, the, the listeners get to decide if it was a true story or not. Fantastic <laughs> idea. Part Dateline, you know, part The Onion. You know what, Coop? The what? thing with having Phil on here, and, and I'm glad he's here tonight, is, you know, Phil is, Phil is a living, breathing, walking country music song. And, and you know, he goes. I mean, let me tell you why. He goes out to Arizona, and he has this torrid thing with Doug Gray, and then Doug. Yeah. Doug, 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 gets, Doug gets tired of playing pull my cactus and leaves him there homeless. Doesn't have doesn't have a place to a uh, roof over his head. He limps his ass back to Tennessee or Georgia or wherever the hell it is, only to find out that he's unemployed. And, you know, he had the opportunity to have a hot redhead say, you know, I'm forever in your debt. I'm eternally grateful. He had that opportunity. He had the opportunity. And he, and he totally screwed it up. So instead of living the dream of the hot redhead, he stuck with his dream of having the Golden Girls beat him to death with bars of soap in their granny panties. <laughs> It's, it's. I swear to God, he's a country music song. And now he's down to if he sees an old man, he just runs them over to keep them from kicking right. his ass. I mean, if you want to, if you uh, want to keep Phil away from you, you just put two drops of essence of nursing home behind your ears, and you're ready to go. The thing is, the thing is, this is a hundred percent correct. <laughs> Cannot deny any of that. So, sorry, Coop. No, you're right. Kev, did you say something? <laughs> Every time Phil smells Geritol, he runs. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, there's an, there's an old saying that I want to impart on you. Um, if you meet an asshole in the morning, you met an asshole. If you meet assholes all day, you're the asshole. <laughs> These are w words of wisdom from your Uncle Coop. I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Polly showed up again. <laughs> hey, you want to talk about some more Cincinnati Reds baseball? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> what does Brandon Crawford's hair look like in person? Because it's got a sheen on my TV right now. Look at that. Look at it that. looks like Scott Hall. What's nowhere near as good as Dietrich. Oh, titties. <laughs> Let's talk titties. about titties. Uh, titties. Oh, gosh. Let's. Titties has two, three run home runs already tonight, and this game's not even over. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the Reds have scored what, like a hundred runs all year, and he's got what twenty RBIs already? Yeah, he is. I think he's, yeah, he's leading the team. He, yeah, he's a part time player leading the team at RBIs. Uh, I think is he second now to Jesse Winker in home runs? I think they're tied. Or just, yeah, mm -hmm. we just got eight. Yeah. So yeah, and okay. the Red and and the Reds have team control over him next year too. Which is just awesome. Well, well it's super <clears throat> scary how he—he's almost exactly what um, what Scooter Jeanette did, you know, playing part time and leading the team and everything. So they said we better start playing him full time, and he turned in a you know a couple good seasons. So, I mean, it yeah. feels like it feels like next year Dietrichson to start at second base as well. See, Titties is Scooter only built. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Cleveland Scooter. <laughs> no, he's with a gold chain. Scooter with swag. See, well, well, well. Titties has the swag. Scooter's just, you know, listening to his old tapes of Dale Earnhardt, rest in peace, and uh, country music. And Branch is breathing heavy again, and I, I'm losing my thoughts. Sorry. Meat <laughs> sweat. <Meat> sweat. <laughs> Smoking. <laughs> Scooter, Scooter's worshiping Dale Earnhardt and listening to the Phil Razor country song. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I think I think that Dietrich's power is coming from that mullet starter kit he's kicking. You know, that hair slicked back. There's a mullet starter kit, kit kind of going on coming out of his hat. I don't know. And, I, and you know. Teddy's got that big dick power, <clears throat> I think. He's ribbed. <laughs> it hasn't helped Shubler. 
<laughs> well, that's true. You know, the, thing, off, with, the, thing, with Dietrich, the thing with Dietrich is that when Scooter eventually comes back, I think the the person in the ballpark that should worry the most is Jose Peraza. Between yes. the way that Dietrich's playing, the way that Iglesias is playing, and you expect Scooter to just slide right back into where he was, you know, I think Peraza may be the odd man out in that situation with Dietrich getting... Uh, the majority of the off the bench playing time. And when you think about it, yeah, I've kind of wondered if he's not pressing oh, more because of that. Oh, what a great catch! catch. Woo. Wow, cool. hey, he could play oh, center fantastic. field. <clears throat> so, it was oh, those God. fifteen games in AAA. They made no, all he, the difference. He, 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 learned, he learned that on that. Monday. That yes. was Monday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was Monday's lesson right there. S- Saturday, that wouldn't have happened. Monday, though. Nope. Yep. No, with Peraza, though, the, the, the Peraza is interesting because I feel like, you know, obviously there's so many former Dodgers on this damn team right now, um, including Turner Ward, the hitting coach. And you look at the way that the Dodgers have managed their roster, and they have guys that play everywhere all the time. I mean, even Cody Bellinger plays center field, left field, right field, first base, whatever. Chris Taylor plays everywhere. Uh, Peraza is the guy who's got center field experience, left field experience, shortstop, second base could probably easily play third base too. Uh, I feel like worst case scenario, if he's the guy who's like your your actual bench player because he doesn't hit well enough going forward, that's fine. And I, I yeah. feel like that's not a bad problem to have. But uh, yeah, I agree with you because like he's certainly playing worse than a lot of guys who can play all the positions he plays. Uh, but if he ends up being like the backup for everybody, that's that's actually not a bad idea because everybody else is outplaying him at that point, I guess. And go, going with your Dodgers analogy, he would play like the Kike Hernandez role of. He starting center, starting short, started second. He can start and left. He can start and right. If it, whenever somebody needs a day off, hopefully after uh, Scott Shubler sent the AAA. But <sighs> Phil, are you all right over there? No, that that was uh, that was uh, meat sweat. No, I wasn't doing anything. All right, let's keep your. Uh, <laughs> you were breathing, weren't you? No, you were grunting, mm. Phil. God. I was not grunting. Phil's been breathing hard since I said Doug Gray played pulled the cactus. <laughs> <laughs> Kev, Kev, jump I've been in. Breathing hard. I've been breathing hard since you said that. <laughs> Kev, jump in. Well, I don't have the meat sweat. You don't have the meat uh, sweat? No. I'm, I'm not one of the um, pro Peraza guys. I don't have anything against him. I just I hate his approach at the plate. And it, it's shocking just how... Um, mature our first three hitters are and Peraza is the exact opposite in every way and that's entirely too frustrating because when he let off every time he leaves off he swings at the first pitch grounds out flies out even if he gets a hit it doesn't help it just yeah I don't think he's he's a long for starting position right now it's heading that way because Iglesias is out hitting him he's already a much better defender and with with titties and uh, Scooter coming back, we got more bats than he's got places to play. So, I think that kind of begs the question: though, like, what do you do with Jose Iglesias? You know, he's one of the the freaking two dozen guys who are about to be free agents right now. Um, but he's not old, and he obviously is still a very elite defender. Like, is he the kind of guy you look up and say, "Hey, you want to be our shortstop for the next two or three years and sign him and sort out the rest well, down the road?" Well, yeah, you got to look at it. Think about it right now. Who's our top shortstop prospect? Probably, uh, we Jonathan don't. India, if he wants to play. I short. have one. Jeter Downs, who's in L.A. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, or, or, or what? The Hunter Green. I mean, you know, recover <laughs> yeah. from Tommy John, maybe. <laughs> so. Yeah, but Iglesias well, yeah. is he's twenty nine years old. Like he's still in theory got enough time to still be uh, uh, a very viable defensive shortstop. And if he gives you anything close to what he's done so far this year offensively, that that's, that's a great guy to hit eighth and be a key defender. And they've got him like that, you know, yeah. nobody else wanted him. I still, yeah, and if, I still can't believe that one, that Dietrich was non-tendered and two, that Jose Iglesias was there for a minor league contract to be signed. These are two starting quality players that the Reds had slated to be on their bench at the beginning of the year. So, for all the crap people give, you know, Dick Williams and Nick Crawl, those were two shrewd moves to get those mm-hmm. guys signed. Phil, your thoughts? Well, yeah, right I, up until... I'm sorry? Okay, oh, damn it, Phil. All right. You lost no, no, turn. I heard. Just, no, go ahead. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. <clears throat> since since Paulie's not here. Um, I, I like Peraza. He, he 
he can hit. He's just he's really, really, really streaky. He's he's starting on his hot streak now. Uh, the last week he has a uh, eight twenty eight OPS going into today, and and uh, so he's on a monster heater. Uh, okay, that should have gotten at least a chuckle, it motherfucker. Did. <laughs> it did. So okay, then fine. Then that next. All right. Yeah, that's it. That's all I, I got. I, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, Peraza did just turn 25, like, last week. He's younger than Jesse Winker. He's, uh, like, a month and a half older than Dilson Herrera. Uh, like, he's still, an obs- he's, like, a, what, 14 months older than Nick Senzel at this point. Like, he's a prospect, despite the fact he's already a Super 2 guy making $2.5 million this year. Uh, I think he's the kind of guy you keep around, regardless of <laughs> what he gets right now. And, obviously, crap start last year but his last 600 ish at bats were really really good like he was a legitimate like starting caliber shortstop um you know you you keep that around and, and let it work itself out whether it's this year next year or the year after that because if he can keep you know if he keeps hitting nothing he's not gonna get a big raise for next year either so i think that's the kind of guy you keep around and hope he figures it out uh and worst case scenario he's a great in prime utility player, which is what we're excited about having Dietrich around right now is, you know? Absolutely. See? And That's what I'm talking about. Adding Scooter's bat back to the lineup, probably, if I had to guess, probably late June, somewhere around the All-Star break. Will this team be in contention long enough to where Scooter's bat matters when he comes back? Let's start with uh, Steven. I think they absolutely will be. There's still a lot to be excited about with the Reds. Uh just in that the pitching is is much better than anybody anticipated when the season started. And even with the offensive struggles that we've had, we're still not that far out of it. And the yeah, I know you've heard other places and I've read several spots that, you know, statistically, mathematically, they can't continue to hit like they are. It's just not possible over the course of the season for these major league baseball players to continue to put up these kind of numbers. So the bats are going to come around. And if the pitching holds anywhere near what we're getting right now, this team will be difficult to beat come June, July, August. Yeah, and you look they're even doing this without wood. Mm-hmm. I mean, Phil's been doing it without wood for about 10 years, but. That's <laughs> 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 uh, Thank you. Wick, Wick seems like a good time for you to jump in. <laughs> I've got beer coming out of my nose. Um, uh, no, no, I think I totally agree with you on, uh, on a lot of that. And I feel like the offense is one of those things that, you know, you, they're playing without Scooter Jeanette. They've been playing without Nixon Tell. Uh, even pitching wise, as good as it's been, they've been playing without Alex Wood. Like if you would have asked, if you would have polled Reds fans um, mid March, who was the best hitter on the team, the best prospect in the system, and who was the best pitcher they acquired, there's a large number of people that would have answered like Scooter, Senzel, and Wood to all three of those questions. Uh, so the fact that they've got a positive run differential, they're a handful of games out of first place in the most competitive division, and, and haven't hit worth a shit the entire year. Like there's a lot to think. Okay, this is going to go better. Like they're they're Batting average in balls and play is the worst by any team in registered history to date. That's going to get better. Uh, they've only played 11 games in Great American Ballpark right now, uh, which means they've got, what, they, they 69 home games? Nice. Yeah, starting today if you count Monterey. Um, so, yeah, you know they're going to score runs once that gets a chance to kind of be their lean back. Um, yeah, there's a there's a lot to expect out of the rest of this season. And, yeah, I think Scooter's going to be a big part of that. I think they're going to make sure they still have a space for him when he gets back because, obviously, they're not going to be able to really trade him if he comes back with two weeks to go in the the, the trade deadline. So, um, yeah, I think he's they're going to plan around that and make him be a big spot. And hopefully everybody else gets hot because when they do, like, this is a lineup that's got just threats all the way through it, even all the way down to the last guy on the bench is a threat. Because uh, Michael Lorenzen is a threat, too. Yeah. So, Branch, jump in. Uh, yeah, they're going to get hot and fucking rake. <laughs> I mean, <it's>, they're, they're <laughs> not right. going to stay. They're not going to stay like this for that that long. You know, it's wow. and and I mean, quite frankly, the Sinzel curse is over as of today. You know, it's over, and now they can just fucking hit baseballs hard as hell out of the ballpark and. Win all the games. All any, win all the games. If anybody's watching right now, any, have you noticed um, what uh, Quig is wearing? Look at his belt. I can't he's see. Either wearing it in, he's either wearing it inside out or he's wearing a white belt. It's all white. Yeah. And white shoes. Nice. Yep. He's white shoes, white belt. Yeah. He's been doing that all year. 
That looks so good. Phil, your okay. thoughts? So, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Shout out to Polly. Uh, so, after starting the season 1-8, and eight, uh, not including today, the Reds have gone 12-10. and 10. They continue to win 12 out of every 22. They're going to win about 88 games this year. So, moving forward, they're going to be fine. That is wild card contention, absolutely. So, the, this team is uh, is going to... It's going to be relevant all year as long as they don't dump everybody at the at the uh, deadline. I think another thing that everybody that you guys may have already pointed out was since we've played so many games on the road this early, our whole idea of right now was to tread water, stay around 500 because once we start playing at home, we're going to start winning a lot more. Yeah. Was, yeah. Was assumed. We're just going through by far the hardest part of our schedule. And right now the teams that are ahead of us, are going through the easiest parts of the schedule. So I think this schedule's been out, brutal. Yeah, it's going to even out really quick. Uh, I mean, the Pirates went down to Arizona and just feasted on on the Diamondbacks. Yeah, mm-hmm. and had a nice run. And now, you know, St. Louis is kind of going through that. So before we continue, and I want to I want to give a shout out to Ram uh, Graham on Twitter. He was going to be on tonight, but he's watching the kids. Uh, so shout out to Ram. Go ahead, Wick. I was going to say, not to mention, like, we, we, we talk about, like, the, you know, whether or not the Reds choose to sell at the deadline, too. Uh, if they don't do anything, they've got $63.5 million coming off their payroll after this year, which means they could, they could add. You know, I have no idea. I, have, I haven't even begun to pay attention to what, like, the big pieces that might be available at the trade deadline are this year. Uh, but if they get hot and they identify that, like, one or two spots are not working out, they can go add a big-ass salary for this year because they're going to – lose so much next year that they've got the ability to roll that. So, um, and they, I know, I've, I've mentioned a couple times before, they could still trade away guys like Tanner Rourke because Alex Wood's healthy or because Tony Santillan's pitching his mind out in, in Louisville or Lucas Sims is. They can make those kind of moves and still go out and add like a big name player in this trade deadline for the push if things start to materialize because they've got that flexibility down the road, uh, which is kind of like the whole, like the fun part about the way they built this last offseason because they could go like, 35 different directions, many at the same time. Um, and yeah, if this offense gets rolling, that's just that, that, that's like, oh shit, they could do that too. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's interesting. Like you said, they could be both buyers and sellers at the deadline because, uh, let's say, let's say the Reds are just kind of hanging around, you know, seven games back. Somebody comes, makes an offer for Yasiel Puig and you make a deal, but then you could turn around and make a deal for the future. Uh, for another starting pitcher, or uh, maybe a replacement, a short stop. or a shortstop, <laughs> anything like yeah. that. Uh, I think this this trade deadline coming up is going to be different. It's going to be more active than years past for several reasons. One, uh, I believe this is is it this year or next year is the first year of no. Not this year. It's this year. Yeah. This year. So there's automatically going to be more action because of that. And right. then, you, then you add into the fact that the Reds have all this money coming off the payroll. They could possibly be contending. I don't know, but my dick's pretty hard. Uh, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> well, that threw me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just don't visualize it. Just don't visualize it. You, you know, know the you thing. Right. You know, the, <laughs> too late. The, well, you know, Phil's always visualizing. Oh. What can you do? Guys, wait a minute. Come on. So. You know, the thing with the Reds and the, and the deadline is, even though you're right, it could be a, a busy a trading deadline, I don't think that Yasiel Puig is going to be one of the guys that they look to move. Everything that the Reds front office is doing in concern to Puig says that they are going to sign him to an extension. I think of oh, everybody we picked up in the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's yes. That was Branch. Branch yes. into <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, that's an enthusiastic uh, way. Sorry about that. I appreciate the support. Stop blocking the drive through um, No, so I, I think everything the Reds front office has done has, has made it appear that they are going to uh, attempt to re-sign Puig. I think he'll be the one that they keep of all of these one-year uh, remaining contracts. Uh, and that's backed up just by the, the media tour they put him on, by the fact that they've developed a ticket package for him called the Corral, where they're, where they're selling a special uh, section of seating to uh, oh, yeah. sit on the field by him. Uh, already, had, 
a bobblehead. Yeah, they're already making the moves of this is a guy that they intend to keep around. So uh, all those other pieces I think are in play. And we talked about uh, Jose Iglesias earlier. If he, you know he's currently like an OPS plus of 98. If he keeps if he keeps performing right at or slightly above replacement level, you know he could be a guy that they move at the All Star break for someone that's looking to make an upgrade yeah. on their infield. So there there are pieces there that the Reds can move. And one, not really hurt the team long term. And two, actually free up spaces to bring some of the prospects that are developing over the next six months uh, up to the big league level next year. Kev, jump in. Yeah, the, the, it's exciting looking at where we are now. Just uh, how our talent's starting to come up. It's starting to gel. We've, we've been treading water like we are now, and we really haven't hit at all. And if we even just even out, and not even saying duplicate what we did last year, but if we could become a normal offense with the pitching we've had, that's a, that's a really good team already. And just being able to, to the top three that, that we have in the lineup right now, and then you add in Suarez back and forth, that, that can go toe-to-toe with anyone once it gets going, for sure. So it's, it's an exciting time, and I, I can't help but agree about Quig. I think everything they've done points at a guy that they want to keep around long-term, and, and Scooter couldn't have got gotten hurt at a worse time because it's like he's the forgotten man right now and they normally would be pushing him like they pushed him so hard last year and now it makes it look like they're all in on Twig and it wouldn't surprise me if he signs an extension like a four-year extension before the end of the year. Sure. So um, the Indianapolis Indians, the uh, AAA team of, is they, are they the Brewers? I believe so. Is that right? Yeah. They, did, did, did you guys see this tweet they just sent out? No, we're on a podcast. I know, I know, but <laughs> they they sent a tweet that says, "Dear Louisville Bats, please tweet to at Reds and have them promote Josh Van Meter to Cincinnati <laughs> at your earliest convenience." <laughs> Sincerely, us. Yeah, he hit his what? Yeah, he hit another tonight. homer tonight. Yeah, yeah, that is fantastic, and it also actually might be tampering. So um, that could be uh, that is that is unbelievable. That is an awesome tweet. So well, te- technically, they're the Pirates AAA affiliate. Which Pirate. Means Cl- I couldn't remember who they're. Yeah. Which means Clint Hurdle's probably going to have their manager th- instruct their pitcher to throw at him for the next time. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're going to put oh, the social media intern out there standing here, and Clint Hurdle's going to have him throw at him. Clint, Clint Hurdle's yeah. growing. Oh, his teeth is red right now. Poor Josh. Branch, go ahead and jump in on the uh, trade deadline. Oh yeah. Um, well, I, I I do agree that they're they're doing it. They're doing everything that says, "Hey, we want to keep Wig," and I do. I, I love the oh, guy. Absolutely. And I know his his Aprils have always been horrible. And then, uh, you know, I'm looking for the trade deadline. We're pretty deep in relievers right now. I mean, if we lost one, we've got some guys down in AAA we can bring right up. And uh, relievers have been gold the last couple uh, off seasons and trade deadlines. So I'd say they're going to be shopping some of those guys because any team that knows they're going to make the playoffs or really, really believes it, I mean, the playoffs relievers are just, you have to have them. It's just the way the playoffs work, well, and you, and you know, anymore especially. And you figure so, the Reds got Sal Romano and Cody Reed down there, and they yeah, were, they were they pitched significant innings last year for the Reds. So that's yeah. how much this roster has improved. So I, I, I'm expecting some trades from the Reds. I I would like to see a pickup. Uh, you know, I'd like to see, you know, if they do trade a reliever, I'd actually like to see them backfill some some shortstop depth because there is none. Um, you know, it, it, and like Minnesota is going to be is making a run right now, and they they're loaded with shortstops. Minnesota throughout their system. They we're not going to get Royce Lewis from them, no, no, which I'd love to, but we're not going to get that. But D Gordon's little brother's down there too. Minnesota and, has been uh, sneaky good this year. Yeah, so you know, there's going to be you know opportunities <gasps> for the Reds to really make this team better. And also on the Peraza thing, I did I didn't really jump in on anything there, but. Um, with uh, Glacius, I don't know about you guys, but I really like shortstops that come from Detroit. I, we seem to have a good, uh, <laughs> a good track record there. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, why don't we move on to uh, this week in listener questions? Uh, not to be confused with viewer mail. Shout out to Chad Dotson. Uh, shout, out to sh- Chad. shout out to Chad. Sh- shout out to Chad getting a shout out on FS Ohio. Oh, he did. Oh, yes. yeah. Hey, where's From Nick Senzel's dad? Hey, where's yeah. my shout out, motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Doug and Chad are sitting with the Senzel clan. I hope the podcast that over 200 people listen to. 
Anyway. <laughs> let's go. You'd let's only go. have 50 without me. Ex- yeah. yeah you know, you know, Jeff, Jeff Senzel's a really nice guy. Uh, he shouted out those two guys, and uh, I had an opportunity to chat with him earlier today, too. And he, he, you talk about a guy that's on cloud nine right now. He is just, uh, you know, super excited for Nick making his debut. So, uh, you know, good for those guys getting some press out of him today. Shout out to the Sinzel family. And uh, also, yeah, Stephen, you, you might not have noticed, but your podcast is like professional. And we're, like, <laughs> we're, we're kind of not that. So... Uh, no, I, I have been, I have, I have been on both. Yes, <laughs> actually, um, actually, I, I have some, uh, some thoughts. I have some uh, thoughts on that that I'm gonna save for my uh, my my final thoughts when we go around later. So I'll come Steve back. Steve has <laughs> Steve has notes. Steve, is it Steve? Before um, we get to the uh, list, go ahead, Kev. I just wanted to tell everybody. I just got a, uh, an alert on my phone. We got tornado warning around here. There's no funnel cloud, but we're getting the. Uh, Good stuff right now. Hey, Kev. Let me know if there's any hail. I need some hail. Kev, Let's get some motherfucking hail. Kev, duck and cover. Oh, wait a minute. I'm it, it does kinda, Go ahead, Wick. It does kind of sound like you're already hiding in the bathtub, so hopefully you'll be all right where you are. <laughs> I'll be, I'm fine right now. There's nothing going on, but I've got a place I can go to about 20 feet away, but i got five kids i got to watch out for. Oh, so, yeah. Well, yeah. If there's any hail, i got to get them all out for a room. I'm looking at the radar, and I don't know where in relation to your town that you live, but it's more like south of the town you live. So if you live on the south side, then t- then duck and cover. This no, is- I'm on the north side of the main highway. Oh, then you're fine. You're fine. This, yeah. has, been, this has been your weather report with your uh, host. Uh, <laughs> hey, Kev, have you ranked your kids on in, in the order that you want to save them? Oh, my God. That's uh, horrible. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Hey, Chris, Jesus Christ, it? Phil. <laughs> well, one of them has got the middle name Cooper, so I know which one Coop wants to save. <laughs> hey, save my namesake. Um, uh, before we get to the listener questions, uh, Stephen, I did have a question for you. In Hawaii, are Hawaiian rolls just called rolls? Uh, see, those aren't actually Hawaiian, so they are referred to as Hawaiian bread or Hawaiian sweet bread or Hawaiian sweet rolls. The okay. name is but they're really good. And if you and if you really want to piss somebody off out here, talk about Hawaiian pizza because the local folks will just throw down on you because that shit's not Hawaiian. Hey, are you on the uh, <laughs> are you on the Big Island? I am on the Big Island. Oh yeah. Um, there's a guy I follow on Instagram who's like a blacksmith who does all kinds of neat shit. Do you know him? Um. <laughs> he was on Forged and Fire. I love that show. Anyway. <laughs> Shout out to Blacksmiths. Shout out to Forged and Fire. Fire. So our first question comes from sometime uh, podcast co-host Burmy, BRM, at Big Red Tweeter on, on Twitter. He's, he asked, and in the, in, uh, the hashtag this week was Corky Miller's Mustache Rides. Uh, he... Uh, he asks, what are your thoughts on careless ass play? Not for it. No. Nope. Can't have careless ass play. Wick, careless ass play, yes or no? Uh, I, I prefer it to be very cared for. <laughs> Steven, careless ass play. Careless ass play. Well, being that I would always be the one giving, never receiving, I could give two shits about how careless it is or not as long as I'm getting mine. Wow. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> uh, Take that. <laughs> Speaking of professional podcasts. Yes, yes. <laughs> hey, the Reds Love Podcast doesn't have ass play on it, so exactly. Um, exactly. Phil, your your ass in playing thoughts. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh that's Doug. Unacceptable. Unacceptable? Yeah, I mean, if you were into Carol's ass play, you wouldn't have seventy five kids. Wait. Science. Science. I think this is a good time to shout out the sponsor of the podcast, the Cincy Sports Gallery. <laughs> Do they meet all of your careless ass play needs at this? <laughs> Go into the Cincy Sports Gallery, uh, ask for Callie, and ask. <laughs> Ask about her thoughts on Carol's ass play. She'll direct you to the game used bats. 
Yes. <laughs> so our next question comes from another uh, sometime co-host, Borf, uh, Blacked Out Reds fan. He says, uh, hashtag Corky Miller's mustache rides. Uh, can Natty Sports be a, get, be a guest on the podcast? No. Uh, next question. <laughs> Another sometimes uh, guest host, Emily at mwit17 on Twitter, with some underscores thrown in there. Shout out to Emily. Shout out to Emily. She's yeah. about to run She's... the Flying Pick Marathon, so I mean, yeah. shit. Emily asks, uh, hashtag Corky Miller's mustache rides. How are you all feeling about leaving April and going into May? Kev. Uh, it, it rains harder in May, so we're right. enjoying it now, but it looks like the tornado's about half an hour south. Yeah. So we're good. Hey, don't get dead, all right? Thanks. Uh, well, they're, they're pointing out the definite hook. <laughs> April showers brings May flowers. Golden showers brings Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> Stephen. Hey, <laughs> Uh, well, you know, every day is summer and every day is a day at the beach here. So, you know, it makes no difference to me. April, May, December, January. <laughs> Shut February. the fuck up, Steve. That, that is the humble brag to end all humble brags right there. Yep. The, the spot brought to you by the Hawaii Tourism Authority. <laughs> hey, uh, Wick, uh, is it still snowing out there? Uh, it hasn't snowed in like three days, but it probably will in three days, and it'll probably be <laughs> 70 in three days. Uh, you know, weather out here is crap. It's it's awesome, but it's also like the most unpredictable thing ever. And so, uh, yeah, you talk about uh, watching weather forecasts. I, I, I pity the forecaster out here because it's just the different shit day after day. So uh, hopefully May's better. But, um, yeah, April was pretty nuts. But at least you have good pizza, right? We We have pizza. Um, it's uh, it's not the it's not my favorite pizza. I've I, I I've looked hard and thoroughly. We have good pizza. But we don't have great pizza. So, oh. Branch, your thoughts on April and May and stuff like that? Well, the Reds didn't rake in April. They're gonna fucking rake in May. So I like there you May. Go. Yeah, the whole team's gonna be May Bruce. Yeah. That, oh, that's awesome, May Bruce. Hell yeah. What is? What if they do that though? What if they just go like I don't even know how many fucking games they play in in, in May, but what if they go like twenty two and five? Fuck yes. I mean that would be awesome. Or Chen awesome. runs a game. I that's let's go on record if the Reds go twenty two and five, uh, we're for it. Yeah. <laughs> Survey says I am, yes. I am a fan of the Cincinnati Reds. Yes. They are my favorite That's team. My Wait, team. Shout out to Red Reporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, they are my oh, yeah. Reds. They are my team. And Kev. Kev's a former Red Reporter too. Um Indeed. 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 Our next question comes from his name is hashtag Reds hashtag guy. So alright. Um is it okay to yell "Let's go titties" at the game tonight? Asking for a yeah. Not only is it okay, it's encouraged. And what, what what's the timestamp on that tweet? Uh, it was nine hours ago. Oh, so one hundred percent. Wow, shoot. Well played. Home runs and he's got three hits and a few home runs. Yeah, I hope he was shouting all kinds of titty things. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, the tying run is at the plate. This is this is not good. What? God yeah, the uh, the uh, the llama is struggling through the uh, seventh right now. Oh no! Not anymore. Not anymore. We're good. All right, we're fine. All right, we can continue. Okay. Woo. <laughs> uh, we, we got a couple more questions here. I got to get to them. Uh, Frank Novak at Frank at the Frank Novak asks, uh, "Take your best stab at next year's opening day lineup." Uh, he gives his opening day lineup of Vado, Senzel, Winker, Suarez, Puig, Trammell, Peraza, Barnhart, and Castillo. Hashtag Corky Miller's mustache rides. I don't think Taylor Trammell's going to start with the Reds. No. Oh, opening he, day. He, he can't hit 387 this year and 25 bombs, and they wouldn't start him opening day. No, no this is the Reds. So, other than that, um, I mean, it's a pretty good lineup, but I think. Uh, I think Tremel's going to get at most of a year in AAA before they're even going to consider bringing him up. Anybody else have any thoughts on that? No, I think you're right on that. Although I will, uh, I, 
that will admit Michael Beltre got called up to uh, Chattanooga and started last night, which means they've got Beltre, Friedel, Siri, and Taylor Trammell, all as outfielders in double A right now. And that's immediately yeah, after about to get promoted. Yeah, that's immediately after Sinzel got called up too. So I feel like one of those probably Siri, even though he hasn't got off to the greatest start this oh, year. Yeah. He's on the 40-man. He's burning a second option this year. If there's an opening in center field, you would think it'd be him that gets called up. But, uh, you know, Trammell's obviously the one who's the highest-ranked prospect and the one who's got the most potential and has played the best this year and deserves it more than anybody else. But, uh, yeah, I would be uh, incredibly shocked if he's uh, on the opening roster to, to start next year. I would love it, oh, but yeah. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, Steven, jump in. I think that uh, Taylor Trammell is projecting more to be a corner outfielder by the time he reaches the major league level. Mm-hmm. So it would make more sense for Siri to be the guy that uh, gets the promotion in anticipation of possibly moving Senzel back to second base when Scooter's gone and then having to fill that hole in center field. Branch. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's going to end up being a good log jam, but it's a log jam. Siri's going to probably be the next one that gets called up to AAA. Um. And I think he had a real good game yesterday, I believe it was. There, Somebody's going to get traded. They're going to have to get one more pitcher next year, and somebody's going to get traded probably in the offseason, though. <clears throat> and, I don't, and it's going to come from one of those outfielders. Uh, Phil, you want to add anything? Well, at first base, uh, there's good, Joey Votto's going to be there. Thank you. And, and then at, <laughs> at, at second base... Uh, I think it's no, probably going to be somebody. Titties. I, sure. I, I think Titties. Uh, I mean, I think he can. I think he could be an everyday second baseman. Why not? And then at third base, uh, Suarez. Yes. Is going to be there. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and then at left field, probably Winker. Unless they sign Matt Kemp to an extension. God, I just threw up. Jesus Christ. Phil, are you drunk? (laughs) Phil Phil doesn't drink. That's the the weird thing. Maybe that's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Holy cow, dude. Hey, Phil, land the damn plane a little quicker next time. And then at center field, I think. Oh, my God. He's still going. (laughs) Nick Senzel is going to be. This long term in center field. Well, I, 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 just to interrupt uh, thoroughly here, um, <laughs> I think that's the biggest point, though, is what 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 can Nick Senzel do as a center fielder this year? You know, if, if he's kind of the linchpin in all of this, because if he's takes the center field and is Gold Glove caliber and hits a billion and whatever, like that's your answer. But if he doesn't, then he's your obvious fallback plan to fill in the infield, and then you've got to shuffle up whether or not you like okay that then you get rid of dietrich and get rid of scooter and keep puig because you need an outfielder and all that stuff like it's it all kind of hinges on nick senzel when i sat down Uh, with the perfect when when i sat down with trent rosecrans in goodyear um he told me that the the organization and really this is not a one-year filler with senzel it is their hope to keep him there because they feel like he's more valuable to the organization for years to come as a center fielder than a second baseman. No, oh, totally. I mean, it's what they did with Billy Hamilton too. I mean, yeah, yeah. Billy had never played center field until after double a, and then they said, Hey, you're our guy and committed to him for five and a half years. So if that's the plan, I'm all for it. But that kind of like that, 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 that's in stone, what they need and what they have and what they have to move on from. And then in right field, uh, <laughs> Scott Shubler? <laughs> I think they're going to re-sign Puig. And then... Do tell us about the bullpen, Phil. Wait, <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. Who's going to catch? No. Who's going to catch? Phil, what are your thoughts on Jackson Stevens? <laughs> See, I think Jackson Stevens... <laughs> ...has a shot of being a, a, a like a, a long reliever, possibly. What are your but thoughts? then that catcher... What are your catcher, thoughts on, I think... What are your thoughts on Pecky Naughton? Is that his name, Packy Nutton, something like that? Yep. Elite, elite name. Yeah, he's having a he's having a nice start of the year, and then that you don't even that, know that catcher. Is. I think Tucker and Casali are going to still be catching. Now in the rotation, what about Tyler Stevenson? Um, well, 
he's not he is not even playing in triple A. The Reds aren't gonna bring up a guy who's never played in triple A before. This is the Reds. Yeah, Luis Castillo. Yeah, exactly. Suck but he didn't field. come up with the Reds. He was a Marlin, so he was already And a giant. See now I keep getting interrupted and I gave you guys plenty <laughs> of time to talk oh about God. How... You've been talking for twenty seven <laughs> minutes. Okay. All right. Fine. All right. I've had three more kids since you started talking. <laughs> hey, who, who wants that to, was a uh, new bit. That worked pretty good. How about we move on to our last uh, segment? And, and it's the most popular segment. It's the live reading of today in Red's Facebook. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> if, if you, if you <clears throat> saw the account earlier today, uh, there were some pretty funny uh, Sinzel takes. And somebody got really mad at me, which was really funny. Uh, the White Knight. I am the White Knight of Red's, of Twitter, Red's podcasting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just call me Ellis. From from uh, Die Hard, Ellis. He was the White Knight. Never mind. And he did cocaine, but I don't. Yeah. Anymore. Anymore. Uh, <laughs> so um, the Reds had a post. It's a weight loss drug. It's a weight loss. Dr- hey. We'll talk more about that after. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, so. The the first thread about Sinzel I covered on the on the on the Twitters. Uh, the second uh, Sinzel thread was uh, just posting the lineup and with him in it. Tim, Tim says Tim says Joey Snotto isn't doing anything at any position. <laughs> Time for the Rose to draft their next first baseman. Well now, oh, Joey, gosh. Joey Snotto. Wah wah wah. Let's see. Joey Snotto is pretty good though. Yeah, that is pretty good. I've not heard that. Clay, Clay says, send Puig and Shebler to double-A. They are awful. Hope this kid can hit. Well, I hope he can too, Clay. Thank you for your input. Double-A, that's, that, that's, a, that's a bold uh, management strategy. Like, <clears throat> That'll teach him. That'll teach him. <laughs> Rick just says the Reds flat out stink. Thank you, Rick. Dynamite dropping. <laughs> Shane says Bleak should be betting at least six until he gets his act together. Get Uh-oh. his act together. Ooh, Senzel just walked again. Well, they're not paying him to walk. Well, that just, so you realize in, in one game he ties Jose Peraza. That's correct. <laughs> That's correct, yes. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't swing that entire bat. Four pitches. Oh, no, just and there were straight out. Right on the edge. Yeah. I love it. I, I like guys that get on base. Me too. I'm partial to it. Speaking of which, Winker's up. Jerry says he won't hit many pitches with that weight on his bat. I guess the picture of him had his, like, the little donut on the bat. It did. It did. I noticed that. Okay. Here's the question for, for, for Red's Facebook commenters. I mean, you're scrolling through Facebook. You're like, okay, yeah, I've been sitting here dirty talking with my Russian dirty porn girl or guy or whatever it is. I just took a turn. And, and I'm Shout scrolling. Out. I'm scrolling. I went Shout to out to Olga. Game. Yeah, I went to one Reds game in 1988, and they weren't winning quite then. So now, oh, you know what? I'm going to make a fucking comment on something I know nothing fucking about. And they what just do, do it. What do you think it's the overlap? Like, oh, my God. It's Facebook. What do you think they're going to do? What do you think the overlap is between Reds... Facebook commenters and a hunt for Reds October podcast listeners is probably zero. Zero. But if there's that one, even if it's just the one, <laughs> that is going to trigger the hell out of somebody. And it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Well, I can tell you this: this next comment, based on his picture, probably does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> Sammy says he ain't Billy Hamilton. Oh good. Oh God. my gosh. Oh that. I mean, he's not wrong. Oh. It's not Billy I, Hamilton. I, I hope he's not wrong. <laughs> they never should have traded Billy Hamilton. Dave says that's an absolutely awful lineup. Thanks, Dave. They've only scored eight runs already, so fuck off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ten. They've, oh, they've scored ten. ten. I'm sorry. Yeah. Fucking ten. Fucking ten runs. That's awful. <laughs> Adam says, all right, this is a little longer. It's not just the Reds, but baseball in general. They bat guys where they historically should bat and not where they should be batting. If a guy is struggling, take the pressure off and move him down. Phillips could be a Hall of Famer, but he batted where they needed him that year, and he tried to adjust. They had him in cleanup when he's a natural two-hitter. Brandon Phillips so, is not a Hall of Famer. 
Because he threw hitter. I'm sorry. Who did they say should be a Hall of Famer? Brandon Phillips. Brandon Phillips. If he would have batted second instead of cleanup. Oh, Tony Phillips oh. should be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> hey, hey, Wick. Could you remind me what uh, his nickname was on Red Reporter? Brandon Phillips. That dude. Or ground into a BP GIBP. Oh, GIBP. Yeah. Ground yeah. into. Yeah. yeah. That's all he ever did was ground into. Oh, that was the devil, wasn't it? Yep. Ah. If my beer was full right now, I would have gotten that. I'm, I'm sorry. GIVP is 100% yeah. a no, no braver RR game. Wasn't there one year he did it like 20, 20 or 25 times? I'm pretty sure. And mostly it was because Joey Votto was on first base for every single one of yeah. his events. Yes. Mm. Winker just dropped a double right on the left field line. Nice. Yes. And now we get up. Um, yep. So the post about the uh, the throwback uniforms that they're going to be wearing this uh, this weekend, Richard says, how about throwing back to the big red machine and start hitting the baseball? <sighs> That's exhausting. It really is. You know, well, they, Pete Rose they are throwing team. back to the 1976 uniforms, just saying. Well, that's fine, but I mean, I'm all for getting us a C with no shadow, please. <laughs> You know, just a stitched in Wishman C. If the Reds are listening, I'm still waiting on my 1919 hat. <laughs> Which means I'm waiting for mine as part of my contract no, to be on was, this program. That was the 1911 hat, and Callie bought me the 1911 <laughs> hat. Shout out to Callie. Well, I will say that Reds Twitter has come through for me today because I put out a post. I've been waiting for those hats to show up online for months now, and I can't get them. So I've got somebody going to the team store for me at GABP to buy me a couple hats and mail them out here. Uh, Which geez, ones? I, the the nineteen eleven or the nineteen eleven? Both eleven and nineteen. Uh, yeah, I've had the nineteen nineteen for well over a year, and uh, I need to get the nineteen eleven still. Yeah, I want the nineteen nineteen. Uh, I like the sixty nine because that'd be a nice hat. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, how many runs do the Reds have? Ten. Eleven. Eleven now. Eleven. Eleven now. Yeah. So if. Uh, if the Giants score nine and the Reds have 11, then that would be a game no one would ever forget. There you go. Oh, oh, my God. I'm sorry. I made that joke last week. I don't. He makes that joke every week. <laughs> today, on, today on Twitter. If I made you ever a, forget it. I, I made a stupid joke on Twitter, and somebody's like, you should just stick to 9-11 jokes. And I'm like, dude. No. No. <laughs> No. That's no fun. So that'll probably uh, wrap up this edition of Today in Red's Facebook Live reading. And with that, we will also wrap up this edition of the podcast. We'll go around the room here and uh, get everybody's final thoughts. And let's start with Steven because he said he had something ready to go. I do have uh, a comment. Uh, you mentioned uh, my podcast sounds professional, and I appreciate that. Um, I have found with this Reds Online community that there's lanes. Everybody has a their own unique lane that uh, their podcast fills. For Chad guys over at Red Leg Nation, it's a, you know it's very conversational, very uh, you know radio programmy kind of a, a podcast. And for me, I try to be more like a news magazine with a uh, some information, but I I focus more on the guests I can try to get and the conversations that I can have, always hoping to uh, give people some new information, something that they didn't know uh, for when they finished the podcast. And then for you guys, uh, I know you guys have a, a great time, and I feel like you're the, uh, you, Coop, are the Howard Stern of Cincinnati Reds podcast. You wow. are the shock jock Shock, jock, fun-loving guy, and, and definitely you fill a lane and a much-needed space in uh, the Reds online community. With See, better hair. Thank you. And I No, seriously, I do appreciate that. I was going to say, when you start talking about lanes, that our podcast was the gutter on the side of lanes. <laughs> <laughs> only, when you let, only when you let Phil talk. That's true. <laughs> oh, wow. Man. Phil's taking a beating again like it's an old man. Uh, he likes it. That's the thing. It's the most action he's had in months. Oh! Hey-o! <laughs> wow! Steven, you got to come back on sometime. Uh, yes. Please, Steve please. is fun. Just please do not edit that to 
do not edit that dead spot. That that dead no. spot, please stay no. in there. That will stay because that's for effect. Rick, your final thoughts? No, I, I just I, I appreciate you guys having me on here. Um, we've uh, we've had the Red Reporter podcast off and on for the better part of like seven years now, and it's totally on my ass that we haven't gotten it back up and going. Uh, the last year or two, because in part, I, I've never edited or recorded anything. I've just like just logged on and talked my ass off the entire time. So uh, the fact that I'm not supposed to be in charge of that is why it hasn't happened. And um, it, it's fun. Um, it's fun to jump on things like this because you guys are hilarious, obviously, and know your baseball and enjoy talking about it. And that's like the whole point of all of this. And I kind of miss that. So there's a part of me that says, hey, we got to get the other one fired back up again. But it's me in charge of it, which is the pain. Um, so I, I really, really am glad that you guys have kind of helped fill the void for what I want to listen to, too, because um, uh, I like to think we had some fun on uh, previous episodes previous years ago. Uh, but this has been a blast. And you guys put out stuff every single week that makes me laugh my ass off. And that's uh, that's a, a lively part of how I like to be a fan of the Reds. And so I'm glad that exists. Well, I appreciate it, Wick. And uh, two things. One, if I can do a, if I can record this and get it on there, it, you know that you can because I'm an idiot. And, <laughs> and two, <laughs> I, I still have not heard the Lost Podcast with Farney. So you're going to have to track Brandon down for that because I know he still has the entire episode of it. I was on that, and it was the literally the funniest <laughs> funniest hour and 15 minutes of my life listening to Farty just dig deep on everything that was not what we wanted to talk about but was pertinent and hilarious, too. It was, it was, it was such a blast. Oh, God. Shout out to Farney Fool on Twitter. He's our friend, Farney. And, uh, He's our co-pilot. He is. Yes. Farney is your co-pilot, and he... Yeah. That I've only heard stories about that lost podcast, and it, one I, day I, I think I cried at one point. I, not, <laughs> not 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 because I was trying to, but because it happened mid mid podcast. It was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. He didn't even have to release it in the in the Red Reporter feed. He can just put it anywhere <laughs> podcast and post it. We just have to hear it. Yes, <laughs> that, that podcast needs to see the light of day. It does it does. <laughs> Uh, Phil, give us your final thoughts. So, in the rotation next year... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Phil, is Luis Castillo your opening day starter? I think so, yes. And then, uh, game two would be Sonny Gray. And then... (laughs) You're going full James May now. (laughs) Do you have any final thoughts, or is that it? No, that's probably it. Thank you. Uh, Branch. <laughs> I, agree, I agree with Phil. I agree with Phil. <laughs> final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, Wick, it's nice talking to you. I love your work and your writing. It, crack, it cracks me up quite a bit, especially with your nicknames and stuff. I love that. Uh, and Steve, Steve, love your podcast. That interview with uh, uh, Doug, I think two weeks ago, was absolutely awesome. Oh, and, uh, I mean, really professional, really good interview. It was great. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the Reds are going to fucking rake in May. That's all my thoughts. That's the it. new hashtag. Everybody start using that. Fucking yeah. rake. Fucking rake. rake in May. <laughs> yep. Kev, give us your final thoughts. Uh, uh, final thoughts. Sinzel is actually wearing Matt Kemp's shoes tonight, apparently. Um, so that's why I'm a hit. So if he's in that kitchen, yeah. wow! When his battle time tomorrow, he's gonna go five for five. We all know. Oh. Anyways, but uh, happy Sinzel Day! I know we waited a long time for this. We talked about it for for months and months, and we finally get to to see him, and he's every bit as as uh, good a hitter it seems as we all hope he could be. That's like a professional. It's fun to see him play out in center field. And the fact that they are giving him a chance in center field is just it's exciting right now. So. So uh, to close it out, and no tornadoes here. So if uh, if he's wearing Matt Kemp's shoes, does that mean he's going to get in Rihanna's pants? Hmm. Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> I mean, they, they, it's because they dated Phil. Yeah. Anything? No. Okay. Who's so, going to blame him though? I mean, nobody. Uh, so my nobody. Th- I mean, really, nobody. Uh, uh, I could use an umbrella, Ella, Ella. Uh, <laughs> no, Kev, never again. 
for for my final thoughts, uh, I just wanted to thank Stephen and Wick for being on. Uh, Wick, I've known for a while uh, from Red Reporter. He does great work. Uh, he does great work at Red Reporter. He's he's always great on uh, radio in Lexington when he gets his spots on there and uh, what he gets uh, on other podcasts and other radio shows. So, Wick, thank you for being on. Thanks uh, for having me, Ben. No problem. Steven, uh, like I said, I've been a loyal listener of your podcast since uh, you first started it. It's it's great. Uh, the guests you have on, you ask uh, really good questions. It's, it's very entertaining, and uh, I really appreciate you being on. Thank you, and let's do it again sometime. Yes, absolutely. Phil, fuck off. Uh, Kev, thank you for being <laughs> <Hey. laughs> I've been well behaved. And Branch is always... He needed an Branch. opener. He needed an opener. Yeah, he needed an opener. Uh, <laughs> Phil, fuck off. Phil, fuck off. That'll be the opener. Welcome to the Head Friends October podcast. Uh, but yeah, I uh, appreciate everybody being on. And uh, for Wick and Steven and Phil and Kev and Branch, this is Coop saying uh, we'll catch you next time. Cincinnati, Ohio.